Hello, everybody, and welcome back to episode five. Is Already, it episode five? I think so. Of the Exordia Creative Podcast. I'm your co-host, Quentin Solomon, and right across the table from me... I'm Jared Lund, and we're going to take it back to basics. We're going to do a little one-to-one, one-v-one, so to speak. Yep, one-v-one. We're just going to kick it. No talk guests a little this bit. time. No guests. We've just got we've got a we've got a little list to talk about, but other than that, we just kind of want to shoot the shay and and hang out and chat with you guys. Yeah, we're gonna keep this one uh, casual. Where it's like um, eight or nine p.m. right yeah. now is our first night podcast. Yeah, trying something different. I think we recorded the the first one at night too. Yep, maybe it's just an us thing. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, let's address the fact that it's been a little while. So I think we're about one week behind. We made it through a week without a podcast so we're sorry about that we're gonna get back into the swing of um our regular schedule yeah we do have quite a few guests lined up we have one lined up for next week already i'm really excited to introduce you to her i don't know if we're gonna we're gonna drop her name yet but you can look forward to that and in the meantime we're just happy to be back yeah and i think the one thing the one key to podcast is being consistent so 100 percent. but but like we've always said is that we have to prioritize our business and we love doing this. This is a way for us to get our name out there a little bit, to have conversations with cool people, but ultimately business comes first. And we've, we've had a really busy last couple months and yeah. It's all kind of like come to a finale this week. Yeah. We had a crazy week, started yeah. to fall behind on a few things and um, it kind of inspired us to make a change that we've been prolonging for a little bit in our business. So maybe later in tonight's episode we can talk about that yeah. and talk about what kind of inspired us to for sure to make a big move for sure yeah for we're sure. gonna keep it casual like quinn said we have a little list yeah. um we want to talk about a few social media platforms um what's happening with the big ones what's happening with facebook and instagram and twitter maybe a couple of rants because we're not particularly fond with a couple of the things that some of the platforms are doing definitely so we might get into that yep yeah, i mean we, we could we could dive right into the social media stuff if you want why not? Yeah, let's do that. Okay. So um, in the beginning of the year, um, we, we follow a couple of different um, ad websites and stuff, and they let us know kind of what's going on, what, what to expect from these different platforms. And so we can just rattle off a few that you guys can come to expect in 2020. Some of them, I believe, are already rolling out or are already in existence. So right. just be mindful of that. Um, so Instagram is adding a new boomerang mode and capability to trim boomerang loops in in uh, your stories. And I think they've already done that. I was playing with boomerangs today. And so basically what this is allowing you to do is um, edit your boomerang. So I sometimes, I don't know if you guys play with boomerangs or not. When you play with them, sometimes you get an ugly, ugly angle of yourself. You get an ugly angle of what you're trying to shoot, whatever yep. it is. So now what they've done is they're allowing you to go in and edit the, uh, edit the boomerang. So right. you can cut it wherever. And it's hard to start at the right time. Yeah. Sometimes you clip it in a weird spot. And it doesn't necessarily do the thing you want. Yeah. So this will be a little bit better way to make it more seamless. Yeah. Start it and end it at the time that you actually intend to. Yeah, and I think boomerangs can be a lot of fun too. We use them. I, I like to use them. Yeah, definitely. Whenever, whenever possible. Um, so that's something exciting from Instagram. But there's definitely a little more that Instagram is going to be rolling out too. So we've talked about this before, but we've only touched on it. Facebook has confirmed that more users will start seeing its new desktop layout, which includes tabs along the top of the screen and a more compressed view. Yeah. So to people listening, have you seen it yet? Are you one of the lucky few who have been chosen to see the new layout? You can't miss it. If you've been using Facebook for a while, it's dramatically simpler and cleaner than what you're used to. I personally really like it. I don't have it. Uh, some of my friends, some of my clients have it. I think um, it's much needed and it looks a lot more like Facebook mobile. So I think we're seeing a convergence of what we see on um, the tablet, uh, the smartphone, the desktop. It's all kind of 
converging to together to be more touch friendly and uh yeah i like it personally so let us know if you've seen it already i think it looks clean and i mean if you guys aren't driving right now or you're you're stationary google google image it and let us know what you guys think of the layout i think it looks a lot cleaner um and that's one thing that i haven't liked about facebook is that it's so messy and cluttery on desktop right and because of the nature of what we do we do a lot of the facebook stuff on desktop there's over a, like probably a hundred buttons i'd have to guess on the 100 percent. and i'm looking through here like on the left side it's a lot cleaner whereas typically you have everything from the weather to the pages you're managing yeah, and things like it's that crazy and then i see they've compressed messenger over to the right so i mean it looks a lot cleaner i think it's indicative of this trend that we're seeing where like smartphones are becoming more powerful and they're becoming um, more similar to the desktop experience. I think, you know, there's less difference and, and the form factor is kind of blending together. So I think it's cool that they're trying to create one product that's similar as opposed to a different experience on your phone versus your, your desktop. Yeah. I think it's nice. Yeah, for sure. So look out for that and let us know if you guys are already uh, using that. That, mm -hmm. would, that would be cool. I'd like to know how many people are making use of that. So here's an interesting one, um, good and bad, depending okay. on how you look at it. Facebook's adding more detail to its user controls over advertisers' custom audience list targeting. So basically what we see here is Facebook, by the sounds of things, is going to start limiting the amount that advertisers can target on the users. That's basically, that's how I perceive it. Yeah. It's becoming like more and more regulated territory. Yep. Um, Facebook has to be super aware of the rights of their uh, audience as consumers. So um, is it the best news for advertisers? Maybe not, but Facebook's just um, increasingly tightening up security on on how you're able to target people. And I mean, as they should. I, I, I really do, like I love Facebook and I love how powerful it is, but if they want to continue with this advertising tool and with, I, I do believe in regulation, but minimal amount of regulation. Yep. I think that it's important that they regulate themselves and we don't need to know every single little detail about the consumers that we're targeting and stuff. Um, I think this is good um, overall, but it will. I, I'm interested to see how it impacts the ads that, that we run. Yeah, I don't know um, the technicalities of what exactly they're restricting from advertisers, but I think they actually foreshadowed this a few months ago at um, their developer conference, F something. Like F8. F10, F8. Yeah, maybe it's F8. I'm not sure, but um, they talked about um, focusing more on private spaces like groups and uh, private conversation and how they see that uh, as being the future of interacting because these public spaces are just becoming too overwhelming and uh, too public. Yeah. So Facebook put an emphasis on that. And yeah, I think privacy is a luxury. Yeah. So good good on them. Yeah, for sure. Let's talk about groups really quick. Let's just sidetrack here. Okay. Groups are a very interesting thing. And I would urge any business owner that's listening to this to maybe start a group around your company. And that could look like that could look like several things. Maybe that maybe in order to incentivize people joining your group, you offer them some sort of discount code for your store. Maybe they get some sort of special perks that the other people don't get sneak, uh, sneak peeks for sales and things like that. Yeah. So what, what do you think about groups? I mean, I think it's at least to me as uh, a consumer who looks at both pages and groups, I see the group as more of like a public forum where my input is more welcomed. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think of pages as like the business um, speaking to an audience um, who has less say. Sure, you can comment. Sure, you can make visitor posts if the page has enabled it. Yeah. But you don't have as much power as the admin of the page, which is the business running the page. Whereas I think um, the groups are more omnidirectional. Yeah. Like you have an equal amount of say. 
it's more democratic. So I think it's cool. And um, groups are a really powerful tool. I'm not too familiar with the monetization of groups and if you're able to run ads in them or how exactly that works, but these are very big, they're very active and they're growing a lot faster than pages are yeah. um, as a whole. Because Facebook's just pushing them more, right? That's, exactly, yeah. 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 They're making commercials for the, for the groups now. <laughs> yes. I saw that. There's a really cool commercial. Google um, Facebook Basset Hound group commercial, and you'll see something funny. Especially if you like Basset Hounds. Yeah. Basset Hounds are cute. All right. So that's going on. So just remember that Facebook's adding more detail to its user controls over advertisers, custom audience list targeting. So I'd actually be interested if your guys' ads have been um, impacted by this or if you've noticed some differences when you're creating ads for your business, uh, let us know. Okay. Now we're talking about everybody's favorite platform, Twitter. <laughs> So Twitter continues to ramp up its rollout of new features. It's investigating several new options, including tipping in tweets and reputational scores to de-incentivize trolls. So what do you think? Interesting. What other social platform can you uh, tip in? Um, Does Reddit have tipping? Re I think Reddit, you can tip in platform currency. Okay. So I don't know if you can uh, tip real time dollars, okay. but you can tip... Um, like currency that's only relevant in Reddit. As far as I know, um, streaming platforms like Twitch, yeah. uh, to name a few, yeah. you can tip the, the creators. YouTube, I believe if you go live on YouTube, you can also tip the... Yeah, that's true. And like people, super fan or whatever it is. Right, and people do that. Um, if you're doing a live stream, for example, and you have a lot of traffic in, yeah. your, in your chat, you can maybe tip to kind of cut through the noise and ask like a pertinent question or something like that yeah. to a creator with a lot of fans. Yeah, I think the tipping is cool. I think... Um, what was that that you said? Repu about reputational scores to de-incentivize trolls, which is very interesting because you and I have talked about the whole yeah. um, reputational scores and social scores and things like right. that. Right. I think reputation is everything. I think it's a good idea in theory. Um, I love the principle of it, but in practice, um, these reputational scores are going to be dictated by who? By Twitter, who's I'm a biased a platform. I'm assuming it's by Twitter. Right. So yeah. um, they may have some political stance or some ideological viewpoint that yep. kind of shifts who's considered of good uh, moral standing or of uh, a trustworthy perspective yep. and who's not. So I think that can get tricky because who's deciding who's legitimate and who's not. So sure, it sounds nice, but that's a very slippery slope. And I'm curious to see how they're going to yep. how they're going to regulate that. I agree with that. Yeah. Who who gets to be the judge and jury of that? Are we actually going to let these social platforms be the, the judge and jury? Like, is that a thing that, that we could see happening? Like, right. That's what it's looking like. Yeah. So, I, I mean, it, it, um, at risk of being too political, like, does that infringe on free speech? Maybe in some capacity it does. Yeah. Um, I, I'm not sure. Like, I think, should these social spaces be moderated? Sure. Of course they should, because, like, there's some seriously... Um, damaging stuff that can be said on them yeah but yeah like you said who's who's going to be judge and jury and yeah. how do you make those decisions yeah so in some more twitter news in the last 24 hours twitter has announced it's starting to test its own version of stories yeah this is brand new you probably haven't seen it yet called fleets which disappear after 24 hours so exactly like instagram stories exactly like facebook stories exactly like snapchat stories five years late <laughs> not <laughs> too, five years yeah, but too little too late guys. too little too late Honestly, like Snapchat's features have just been picked at by every single major platform. And now Twitter's coming to like pick at the remains. That's, that's how I see it. Yeah. So I just want to find a little bit, if you want to keep talking about Twitter, I just want to find a little bit about what fleets are and how, cause they are a little bit different than, yeah. than the other ones. Yeah. So I personally, um, don't use Twitter myself, uh, nor do I 
manage any accounts or work with any clients who are using Twitter. Uh, I think Quentin may work with a couple. But yeah, I think everybody's already done the story. So should Twitter do it? Yeah, of course. Why not? Because everybody's already done it. But, you know, too little, too late. Okay, I'm just going to read a little section of this. Yeah, go ahead. So Twitter is testing its own version of stories. The company announced today it will begin to trial a new sharing format called Fleets, starting in Brazil, which will let users post uh, content to its social network for the first time. Unlike tweets, Twitter's new fleets can't receive likes, replies, or retweets, and they'll disappear entirely after 24 hours. So fleets are non-public, to be clear. They're just a little less accessible. So you can visit someone's public Twitter profile and tap to view their fleets, even if you don't follow them, but their fleets will not circulate Twitter's network, show up in search or moments, and it can't be embedded on an external website. So these are, and apparently you can only respond and only interact with them by sending a DM to the person. Hmm. Interesting. So it's, it's not the exact same as stories. It's a story stripped of all its functionality. Basically. Huh. Yeah, and you have to go direct to the person. You have to like respond to them directly. You can't just like it. Okay. But I guess, I guess on Instagram you can do like the flame emoji. You can do the one hundred sign or whatever. Yeah, and you can also share a story to your. You can story. also yes, but you can't do that on here. I mean, maybe you could if you were to take a screenshot and then do it manually. But yeah, if anybody advocates for Twitter fleets, I know it's brand new. But if you see the positive of this, or maybe why they would, um, they would make it so, not functional. Yeah. Then 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 let us know because I I think. Yeah, I'm not really fond of that. Yeah, we won't see this for a little while. Like it says, it's it's testing it out in Brazil first. Mm-hmm. So um, we'll see what happens there. But that was interesting. Maybe that's just a beta test. But like you have so many case studies from all these other platforms that have already done it and made it much more functional. So why are you starting in such a limited way? 100%. It's already proven itself as a feature. Yeah. If you're going to steal it, then just steal it. <laughs> <laughs> exactly what Instagram know. did with Snapchat. Yeah. Remember everyone was like, oh, I'm not going to yeah. use Instagram stories. And I remember people just literally used to post their Snapchat on their Instagram story. Uh huh. Do you remember that little phase? Yeah. And, and now, now um, if you use both, <laughs> if you do still post stories on Snapchat, I'm assuming everybody listening posts stories on Instagram, where do you get more views? You get more on Instagram 100%. because that's where the eyeballs are. Yep. Absolutely. Okay. Back to Instagram. Instagram is working on a new map sticker for Instagram stories. What, what does it look like? I haven't seen this um, yet. So I'm looking at a little a little thing right here. I just I believe I've seen a few people use this. This is also like I said, some of these features have already rolled out, and I feel like I've used I've seen a few people use this before. Essentially, what it is is you can put your map, you can put a location somewhere within your story, and it literally shows up as a map. Um, That's kind of cool. This might be good for locations, maybe like when yeah. people are searching locations, and they'll see your story. If you're doing like a pop up event, or yeah, something. like a pop up, yeah, something like that. So that cool. Um, I don't know when we'll see it. I think Instagram, they have such an enormous user base that it's interesting how slowly they rule out features. Like, for example, we have access to dozens of Instagram accounts, and some of them I can still see likes. Um, Whereas some of the earliest uh, beta testers when Instagram removed the likes were like six months ago now. Yeah, yeah. So just to show that even something you know, as dated as that still hasn't made its way to every single user. Yeah. I just think that's crazy how, how long it takes to fully roll out. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Something we take for granted. There's probably a lot of back end when they do that. eh? I couldn't imagine something to consider. Yeah. Okay. So this is kind of exciting and I'm hoping to see a little more out of this. Maybe we'll get more than just DMS, but Instagram officially begins testing of DMS in its desktop version. Too little, too late. Can I rant? <laughs> yeah, you can go. Guys. You can go. <laughs> guys, like Instagram is an incredibly capable business tool, um, but Facebook does not treat it as such. Um, in the Facebook creator studio on desktop, 
there are so many tools for content creators um, in terms of scheduling in advance, in terms of aggregating all of your inboxes and all of your scheduled posts into one spot. Instagram has no such thing. Instagram desktop is terrible. Facebook's creator studio has recently opened up the Instagram functionality. You can schedule posts now, um, even though it kind of distorts the resolution of the pictures. It's not great. I just think, you know, there's so much attention on Instagram. It's such a profitable platform. Why are we not taking this more seriously as a business tool? Totally. I couldn't agree more. I couldn't agree more. And just the idea, like, for example, we make all of our content on our desktop computers. We make very little content on our phones, if any. Maybe it's like a quick little something. But typically, we're making content on our computers. How great would it be to just take the content right from there instead of having to bring it to the phone to do it over over the apps and stuff? Yeah. It just, it's too little too late. But I think the reason why they wanted to do it was because Instagram always wanted to be an app. They never wanted to be desktop. They didn't want it to be like a Facebook. Right. But I think that there's still so much functionality in using it as a desktop app as well. Anyway, I totally, I totally echo your thoughts. Yeah, for sure. Okay. And so, by the way, the Facebook page manager um, has like a two and a half star rating <laughs> on the app store. Like, I don't think I'm the only person who's that cynical about the whole thing. Like, for example, for years now, since like 2015, you've been able to edit posts, edit scheduled posts from your phone. And about a yes. year ago, they removed this feature. So why did you update the app to make it less functional? I don't understand. That's personally caused me quite a few headaches. You have to delete a post and recreate it from scratch as opposed to just editing it. Or you have to go right onto your desktop to do it. I just don't understand. Yeah. Anyway, sorry, that's my little That's rant, all good. That's all over. good. That's all good. Okay, so now we're switching. We haven't talked about LinkedIn yet. Um, let us know if you guys use LinkedIn too. I know we have a, a few different types of businesses that, that listen to the podcast. Mm -hmm. So if you're B2B, I would assume that you're on LinkedIn and maybe you're putting out some content. Um, but anyway, LinkedIn adds live streaming for company pages and new invite to follow options. So the invite to follow options I've already seen because I've been making use of that. We love it. We I love think it's it. great. Yeah, that's great. It's shameless self-promotion and it works <laughs> like a charm. So we've done it on a few pages. As, as far as, <laughs> as far as live streaming goes, um, okay. I, I think the only benefit I really see from live streaming is that all these platforms push it so much that whenever somebody goes live, you always get a notification. If you're friends with somebody and they go live, you get a notification every single time, which is great. Yeah. But I don't know. I don't, I see less and less people going live. What do you think? I mean, I think I wish it were easier to go live across multiple platforms. That would be cool. At the same time. Like I know uh, LinkedIn, I believe is owned by Microsoft. They're in their own little ecosystem. They're not part of uh, Zuckerberg land, but I know um, major creators who really invest in going live. They have four phones going at once, all live streaming yeah. to all of the platforms because that's just what you have to do. So I think, you know, why doesn't Facebook and Instagram aggregate going live into one place? Or maybe there's some other third-party app that could get involved and help you aggregate Facebook and Instagram and LinkedIn and going live. Because I think if you're going to put in all the effort of doing it, then then why not do it across multiple platforms? Yeah. That's yeah. my take anyway. Cool. Well, that, that was it for our little social media update. Okay. Cool. Yeah, there's a lot to look forward to. Um, but Facebook, please help creators <laughs> and business owners. Your business manager tool is also a mess <laughs> in my opinion. It's very convoluted. Yeah. So yeah, uh, give Instagram creators some more tools because there's so much money being spent on these platforms now. And please do something about the Facebook app. 
you know, get that two star rating up a little bit, please. Yeah, totally. Totally. All right. Just Let's, kidding. We love you, Facebook. We guys. No, we do love you, Facebook. If it was not for Facebook, we would not be sitting here right now doing this podcast, running the business that we run. Absolutely. So we are we are obviously grateful, but everybody always has something to complain about in their industry that they wish could be better. For sure. Tools of the trade. Yeah. But yeah, earlier I mentioned that this week was very busy for us and it kind of inspired something. So we've been looking to hire on... Uh, some help for a long time and we've worked with a lot of contractors like we're certainly not strangers to uh, Letting people help us out with our business, but um, this week was borderline unmanageable We've recently welcomed on a few new clients. We may announce this episode maybe um, But yeah, we've basically um, Forced our hand in, into getting some help and we have been in talks with somebody who we're really excited to get in touch with and start working with so you may be seeing a new face yeah. sometime in the future. Um, yeah. I don't know how much we want to disclose today. Don't I, don't, I don't think we need to disclose too much. Just know that like we, we are definitely, we need to grow. Um, and it, I don't know, I would love to hear from you guys. Sorry, we're really engaging with, with the audience this, yeah. this episode. But we'd love to hear um, from maybe the experienced business owner or the business owner, the new business owner that's maybe just hired. When did you know that you needed to hire and did you wait until you know knew that you needed to hire. Yeah. Our backs are kind of against a wall right now. And I honest. feel like that is almost that is a good position to be in in order to hire. Yes. It you run the you run the risk of maybe rushing into it a little bit. Um but I feel like that is a, an ideal time to hire is when you absolutely need to and you know that you can you can do it. And it's it feels really good at this time to be doing it because we've just this this last year we've we've been talking about systems and how we do these things and I feel like I feel like we're ready, so it's exciting. Yeah, so hopefully we can uh, share a little bit more with you guys, maybe in the next coming month or so. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we really look forward to sharing that. Yeah. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah. What else should we talk about? Some new, some new customers that we're working with. Yeah, we'll talk about. We'll talk about. Um, let's talk. Let's talk about two of them. Okay. Two so of them. let's take it back to 2017 when we first started. Okay. So, wow. 2017. We're gonna tell a funny. I'm gonna tell a funny little story. In 2017, when we first started, we had this crazy idea that we thought that um, our business would take off super, super quick, and we would have different divisions of our company, and we would do different things with each each division. And one of those divisions was Exordia Creative, and we the the, um, the car division or the I forget what we called it, right? The automotive division, right. and we only focused on <laughs> automotive advertising. Yeah. And so it has been a dream of ours to be working with um, a car dealership, a car company, some something to do with vehicles. And so in the last month, we just landed a, um, a car dealership here in town. Go ahead. Chatham Chrysler. Yeah. So we've been in touch with them literally since 2017. We've yep. had um, a few uh, interactions, anything from like Im impromptu sit downs to formal meetings and discussions with their team. Um, and they finally signed on. So first and foremost, shout out to Wendy Bloomfield. Uh, we really appreciate um, all the connections that you've helped us make yep. and everything you've done in support of us getting in touch with the Lally Group and getting to work with Chatham Chrysler. 
so yeah we're feeling very fortunate to to be working there and we're excited to get started with them so and it's it's also awesome yeah. not not to discredit any of the other businesses i love our clients i love the different businesses that we work with yeah but you and i are both passionate about cars and and vehicles right i think it's cool i think it's fun it's very cool it's, yeah. a, it's a new industry that we've been wanting to get into and we're both passionate about it so i think i think it's going to be a, a good partnership i think it's a lucrative business i think it's going to be fun to create content for them definitely so in the next couple of weeks um stay tuned to their social media and yeah. Check out what we're going to do for them because we've got a lot of ideas and we're really excited to, to get started with that. Yeah, for sure. And then the, the other client? Shout out to McNaughton Home Hardware. They're located in Newbury, Ontario. Stop in. There's a whole lot at McNaughton's. Yeah, there there is a whole bunch of stuff at McNaughton's. It is ridiculous. That they have place a Service like, Ontario. Yeah. They have a gun store. They have everything. A post office, I believe, is in there as well. Yeah. They have everything in downtown Newbury. It's crazy. Um, yeah. So um, one of our previous clients, shout out to Ryan Rusnak, he actually called it McNaughtonville. Yeah. And it was my first time seeing um, Newberry when I went to go visit um, Graham and the rest of the team at McNaughton Home Hardware. And that place is literally McNaughtonville because they own the mecca of this very small town. There's an LCBO. There's a post office. There's everything <laughs> in this place. Everything. It's huge. They supplied all the major home builders. Um, even around here? Yeah, even around Chatham. Even around Chatham. All the way to London and yep. even beyond that. Um, they're the oldest lumberyard in Ontario. I mean, in Canada, in Canada, sorry. And actually, Graham and I were going over it, and they could be one of the oldest businesses in Canada. They've been started in the late 1800s. Yeah, they've been sl slinging lumber since the <laughs> 1800s, Yeah, which is, which is ridiculous. Yeah. Um, I probably could have uh, selected a better choice of words to say that, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, it's all good. Anyway, we're really excited to be working with them, and they're actually the second home hardware that we've been able to work with. Shout yeah. out to Tyler Dam, shout out to Dam Home Hardware and Indian Creek Road here in Chatham. Yep. So that's kind of a little niche that we're trying to carve out for ourselves. We love making content for them, and um, we've had a lot of positive interaction with home hardware uh, corporate entity. Yep. So maybe we could do that on a bigger scale someday. That's kind of where we're at now. But in the meantime, we're excited to work with Graham and with Calvin and all the guys at McNaughton's. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. It's, we call Newbury McNaughtonville because it's just crazy how much of a yeah, yeah presence they have there. Yeah. And so it's let, let, let's touch on this uh, a little bit. So um, so we've, we've got a client in Newbury now. We recently just did some project work up in Guelph. Yeah. And this is kind of a larger theme. We, we absolutely love Chatham-Kent. Um, but, but we are also recognizing that it's important to expand outside of what, what you think uh, of, of your, of your main service area and kind of get some feelies out there. So that's been one of our goals for the year too, is to, uh, expand outside of Chatham Kent. And so it's been, it's been fun. We've had some projects and we've got some clients outside of the city too. Yeah. So it's been good. We never would have imagined, um, that, that, uh, we'd ha be, so busy in Chatham when we first started our business we anticipated that we'd hit the ceiling quickly and we'd have to move to a bigger city larger market um, but things really uh, took off for us in Chatham more than we could have imagined and we're grateful for that I think there definitely is a ceiling here but we're far from hitting it and that ceiling is higher than we anticipated um, so yeah there is a lot to do in Chatham but it's also nice to branch out for nothing else other than diversification and, and risk management but it's exciting to start to start branching out into some bigger markets for sure. Yeah, absolutely. What else do you want to jam about? I mean, yeah, I mean, just, those are the major updates here. of February. Um, so we're super excited to be working with Chatham Chrysler. Yeah. With McNaughton Home Hardware. Yeah. Might have that new face that we can introduce to you guys soon. Yeah. Um, a lot more guests lined up for the podcast. Yeah. I spoke my piece about Facebook and Instagram business tools. 
come on guys <laughs> like let, let's talk a little bit too like um so we've been getting some feedback on the podcast uh Number one was that we need to bring it in tighter, so we took out the middle part of our table here. Right. Um, the backdrop is going to continually change. I'd like to see a sign up here at some point um, that says "Exordia Creative" would be cool, for right sure. over top. Yep. But this is going to change, and I, I think, um, yeah, like don't expect it to be the same for for quite some time. The the obvious step that we would like to take is to have a dedicated space that never gets torn down, that never has to be. Uh, we build this up every time, by the way. Yeah, we have, to, we have to take it down, put it back together every single time. And so the ideal situation is we come in, we click record, and then it's done. Yeah, we're looking to maybe rent a tiny little studio space with really nice acoustics to just yeah. have a permanent setup. Yeah, so... so Hopefully we're there soon, yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh, new news for the podcast itself, too. Um, so I don't know why, but Anchor's been rolling out a little, a little slower than I anticipated. Right. So I think we're now streamable on like nine, nine platforms. Okay. We're still waiting yeah. on Apple Music, but Spotify was right out the gate, and then there's some other weird ones. We're on SoundCloud now and all that. And I think now we have the most listeners on Spotify. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. We don't have the most listeners. Out of the people that listen only to the podcast, right. on, on uh, yeah, the, the majority of them are listening on Spotify. Right. That's what I mean. People yeah. are watching the podcast. Still. Right. So, yeah. But yeah, thank you to everybody. Um, for all the feedback, positive or negative, uh, constructive criticism, we welcome all of that stuff. But yeah, we're still working on the, the setup and how we want it to look. But we welcome, we welcome all the all the feedback and suggestions for sure. Totally, totally. All right. Yeah. So anyway, uh, just to address it, um, before we wrap it up, we are going to have a guest next week, and we're going to continue to have a guest the majority of the time. But every once in a while, we like to sprinkle these these one on ones in there just to yeah. kind of update you guys keep it social media focused because sometimes with our guest we like to cater it to them we like to talk about their area of expertise hopefully use that as a learning opportunity for ourselves and for our listeners but sometimes we like to bring it back to basics 100 talk about what we know what we know best what we like to do and let us know what you guys media. thought about the social media news too because i think number one that flowed really well yeah we can make a little segment and number two we could just make it a segment on the podcast maybe yeah. when it's just you and i or maybe we'll we'll leave it up to the people and if if they want it to be a thing with the guests as well and we can get their input on what they think about it. Definitely. Maybe we could talk about some specific industries that our guests are involved in yeah. and how they use the new features. Yeah. Maybe um, we could, we, uh, we just had an event promo, event promoter last week. Yes. Um, shout out to Marina and 519 events. Yep. So maybe we could ask her how she would use, for example, the Instagram map sticker. Yep. Somebody who's uh, promoting events at locations and stuff like that. Yeah. So All yeah, right. let us know what you think about that. Cool. And stay tuned for next week because we're going to have a pretty cool guest on. Episode six. Episode six already. Bada boom, bada bing. That's cool, it. Cool, cool, cool. I'm excited to get to uh, double digits. We'll get there soon. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Oh, by the way, we had, sorry, really quick before before we end this yeah, off. Yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> our last Instagram post that we did of the of the panoramic of us working at our desk, mm -hmm. we actually had a couple cool people picture. ask for, pardon? Cool picture. Yeah. Um, we had a couple people ask about a tutorial on how to do that. Mm. So I'm thinking in the next little bit, there's going to be a quick little video that I'm going to put out on our Instagram and uh, I can show people. It's our super simple thing to do, yeah. but it is, it was a very engaging post that got a lot of engagement and uh, we can definitely do a quick little tutorial on that. So definitely. Yeah. There's different ways you can play with that. You can break it up into, we chose to break the photo into two pictures. You could break it up into more. Yep. You can play with it. You can design your uh, feed to look a certain way with it. Yeah. It's awesome. So. Yeah, maybe we'll do a little quick tutorial on that. I think it'd be pretty useful. Yeah. All right, guys. 
Thank you so much for watching, listening, whatever you're doing with the podcast. If you have any feedback, please let us know. Thank you so much for listening and watching. And until next week, we'll see you then. See you later, guys. Peace.